Hey, this is Matt from Sub Radio. Hey, this is Kyle from Sub Radio. Hey, this is Mike from Sub Radio. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Tobin, Tobin Tonight. tonight. really start off i want to ask you guys like tell me a little bit about how this band formed and were there falling outs in the beginning because sometimes there's bands that are like you know what we're starting doing well and the next minute they're like fuck you steve i hate you and your mom yeah you know the the band's been around a long time we've been friends since high school and i think that really helps yeah that's that's kind of been our main focus is like the relationship of the people in the band and uh, I, I think that that's something that has kind of stuck us together. And so it, this is something that we enjoy as well as being something that we do for a living. And so we've never really had any tension like that between the guys, which I, I think, you know, is we're pretty fortunate for that. And I think that's a culture that we've kind of cultivated within the band. So, like, just take me through, I guess, the beginning steps, because, like, you know what? I'm always interested and I don't know how many other people are, but, like, for someone like myself that, like, when I was younger, I was like, man, I want to be in a band. Then I was like, oh, but you need friends to have a band. I'm like, fuck, I'm screwed. Just tell me like the early portion of that. Like who approached who? How did it all come to be? Was it more or less like one day you're sitting around eating Cheetos playing, I don't know, 007. And one of you guys was like, man, this is some killer pause music. Maybe we could do something just as good as this. Honestly, the band came about because uh, in like seventh grade, you were kind of forced to pick an instrument. So we were just like, all right, well, the cool instrument is guitar, obviously. You know, you can't rock out on a tuba. So most of us, except for Mike, joined the guitar program in middle school. And I met John sometime around then. And we were just kind of like messing around in my basement, learning how to play guitar. And we were like, this is kind of fun. We could like, we could like make a band and that, that would be cool. And we kind of kicked around with that idea for a while. And I had known Mike through some other classes Oh, we didn't really start like actually formally playing in like someone's basement until like high school probably. And then that was kind of when we started playing together. And then I reached out to Adam after hearing him sing at our high school talent show. He had always been in like our guitar class um, and I'd kind of like known him a little bit. Um, but then was like, hey, man, you have a cool voice. You want to come sing for this band that we're starting? Like. We, we kind of suck. We'd suck less if you joined. Um, and so, so he joined and then that was kind of how it started. Um, we weren't like formally known as sub radio until 2016. Um, okay. so we were just kind of like playing around like as guys in a basement slash like playing a couple of local shows. Um, but it was mostly just like me and John, just like making friends and bringing them into a basement and playing instruments together and then being like, Oh, this is kind of fun. And, like we're sucking less and less every time we pick, pick up the instruments. So maybe, maybe we'll actually be good one day and we're still waiting for that, but we're hoping one day it comes. No, man. I think, I think it's there. I think there's enough interest. There's enough people that, you know, are interested in the music side, but you know, we're in a, we're in a world now where it's like content. Listen, I'll be honest. Like I grew up with like Backstreet Boys and sync Britney Spears. And I, I'm kind of, you know, I, I guess in their own way, I feel like they're very lucky that they're not in this Instagram social media bubble. Because, like, listen, I like Britney Spears, but I don't need to see Britney Spears every day tell me she got kids. I'm like, Britney, get it. You're done. Like, you, you've made your money. You're successful. I don't need to see any Instagram for you. You, you, like, you, you avoid that time frame. It's okay. It's okay to say I'm not Instagram illiterate. 
Cause I'm like, that's cool. You had your time frame, but today's artists are like, oh, man, if I don't post something every day, like I gotta, I'm eating Cheerios, I'm eating Fruit Loops. Do you see me? I'm just still like, yes, I see you. Calm down. It's okay. I'm, I'm listening to you, Ed Sheeran. Just relax. How do you guys generate that? Like, how do you guys manage that? Cause I, I know sometimes it's interesting for the social media side in terms of music. You want people to check out your songs. I'll be honest. I'm not big on TikTok, but like sometimes I'll scroll through it when my niece is here. And I don't know which TikTok she was like listening to, but they had your music on the background. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, 10 year old, go back. And she's like, no, it's just like a dance video. I'm like, no, I don't want the dance video. I like the song. And then I was like, can you find what the song is? And she's like, no, screw you. I'm going to keep it. I'm like, you, if you keep moving, I'm going to kick you out of the room. Um, so we found the song and I liked it and I downloaded it. I can prove it because I have it on my phone. But then there's other content on social media, like, you know, sharing a story about how sometimes you have an odd job and you sold your socks. And I'm like, what the hell is this about? This is not music at all, but I'm, I'm intrigued. And I don't know why I'm intrigued. So how do you guys manage that? Is there certain aspects to you that are like, all right, today I got a fun story. Let's post it. Or is it more or less like, all right, do that every once in a while. I want to hear music. Oh man, that's a great question. I think it's one that we all struggle with like on a daily basis is like um, what to post and, and you know, what's the most effective for actually sharing your music versus um, what do you post just to like make a funny video and it doesn't matter if a funny video goes viral, if it doesn't have your music in it, you know, or if it doesn't promote your actual art. We talk about this a lot actually, but I will say if we're just touching on like what goes into like what you post on social media quite a lot. So we sit down every Monday and Friday and have discussions about what we're posting, what the schedule is, and how it can be helpful to our goals, essentially. So whatever video you saw probably was something that either we cooked up or someone saw something that we did and, and decided to, to build off of it. So so that's cool. It's obviously working, which is, which is good news. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, like back in the day, once you found new music, like I'm here in Canada, so we'd turn on like much music or you'd see MTV or a radio station. And then, you know, the DJ would tell you what, like, Hey, coming up new Sean Mendez or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Or it'd be like the new Backstreet Boys come out in like much music. And you're like, man, I can't believe I stayed home for this. This is great. I feel bad for kids today. Cause it's like literally like all the content in the world at their fingertips. And then it's just like, it's in one ear out the other ear. It never really concrete stays. And I feel bad for artists because in the same sense, I think Beyonce says it as a really good quote where it's like, people don't listen to albums anymore. It's just like single, single, single. And it's like, I don't know, like you're a Coke addict or something where it's like, I got my hit. I need something else. It's like, relax there, Keith. <laughs> you're going a little bit too overboard there, Keith. Just calm down. I don't know a Keith. I make the names up. But like, how do you guys, I guess, handle that? Because once the song becomes trending and like popular, it's almost like instantly someone's just like, all right, give me your next hit. I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, that I feel like every artist on planet earth is struggling with right now. And it's funny, like people don't listen to albums anymore. It's something that people were saying like 10 years ago. And like people are listening to singles now is something that people were saying five years ago. People are now listening to like a 20 second chunk of one song. Like yeah. that, like a 20 second chunk of one song is like, the section that everyone knows and it's funny people tell stories now about like concerts that they that they go to and people will sing along to like the one phrase that went viral on tiktok <laughs> and they won't even sing along to the whole song like yeah. it's amazing 
And so as artists, like we want to create art and share art with the world, which is usually like some kind of complete work, whether it be an album or an EP or, or what have you. And yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like it's, it's something that is is hard. It's 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 a struggle, and that's kind of the goal, you know. Like it in in some ways, it feels like people's attention spans are getting shorter every year, and I think that there's probably a lot of data that would that would point in that direction, unfortunately. And as artists, it's kind of our responsibility to pull people out of like the lull, right, and like enrich their lives with something that's a little more meaningful, which usually comes in the form of a longer experience whether it be a whole ep or an album and so our goal is to you know we'll catch you with the with the snippet but we'll embed it in something that will make you curious to learn more and it's usually in the form of like an enticing video or like some kind of visual or some kind of like you know interesting audio thing and we're trying to do that on social media which can be hard that that is our goal right is you hook someone with something very small and you get them curious to dig deeper and then we have a whole trove of things of songs with which people can you know enjoy so and i i think it's also interesting to touch on like the other side of that so mike is saying like we obviously want to create something meaningful and we are we want to create a longer piece whether that be a song or an ep or, or a full album and it's funny how mike said uh there are people who only chant like the 15 seconds that went viral on tiktok there are so many artists right now songwriters producers, just singers, performers who are specifically trying to create 15 to 30 second sections. Yeah. And that is the only thing they focus on, on the song. And that one 15 or 30 second section is specifically made for like some kind of drop or some kind of transition so that it can specifically be used for a trend on TikTok. And it's interesting how one app or one style of video can entirely like change the shape of the music industry because you know five years ago that wasn't the case so it's just i'm not saying that's good it's just you'll probably continue to see that yeah um, as we move forward with short form content which i think is uh i don't know i think if you fit that 30 second thing into kind of what mike was saying something that's bigger and cool and the whole thing's good but i think the problem is oftentimes when you focus on that one section you kind of neglect the rest of the song you end up with a lot of like songs that actually aren't very good yeah. and you get these like 15 30 second chunks where you're like wow that was super catchy i really i want to hear more of that and you listen to the rest of the song you're like ooh, well never I've mind a, i've had a few of those mm-hmm. i mean like I, I'll, I'll be fair like there's ones that will come across on like instagram i think one's like Charlie, I think the guy's name is Charlie All Day. I believe that's what his handle is. And like some of the songs I'll listen to, and it's like, again, it's only like 20 to 30 seconds. I'm like, man, I hear it enough. Sounds catchy. And then I go download the song because I still like the song, but it's just like, all right, this is really what you caught me with, but the rest of it is not the expectation. Still good. It's just not reaching my expectation. Like, I don't know. Like sometimes I'll go on YouTube and I'll look up like, I'm a big fan of Oasis. So I'll like, I watched the documentary. I think it's funny that they're brothers that don't get along, but to the point that they created a band and yet one of them is so polar opposite to the other. I'm like, guys, like just get along, please. Fuck. But like you go and watch it and you see a whole stadium in Wembley or like there's ones that are on YouTube that the song or like the crowd sings every word. And then I go on like Instagram and I know it's comparing like apples and oranges, but I'll go on like the vamps and I'll see like they post a 30 seconds where the crowd sings along. I'm like, 
they could have sang the whole song, but I want to see you post the whole clip where they're like, everyone wants to be a millionaire. I'm like, and then they just drop because they're like, I don't know the rest of the song. I didn't download it. I heard it on iTunes or something. I'm just like, come on. They came here to perform and you could have at least learned the song for them. <laughs> You're right. Like that's the takeaway I get sometimes is I'll go on. And then I'm like, I wonder certain artists today, like if you look at it 10 years time, people's like, yeah, I remember that song. It's like, do you though? Or do you just remember this clip from it? And they're like, why does this clip remind me of a dog? Oh, because you probably heard the song while watching a dog video. And that's all you associate with it now. Not knowing that that person is an artist and probably come out with other songs. I don't know. Like my biggest comparison to take away from it is I know nineties to early eighties, one hit wonders because the song was still good where today when I look at someone's list, so like, I remember that song from 2010. I'm like, okay, who is it? No, I fucking idea. No fucking idea who it is. Like, I know who, I know the song. I don't know the artist. I'm like, and that's the difference. I can tell, I still know the artist because the song was still good and you see it all the time. I want to ask you though, because you guys are getting ready to go on tour. The biggest takeaway for me is like, the fuck guys, no Canadian dates. What happened here? <laughs> Why? You just, you just don't like Canadians? Is it because we got poutine? You don't like our poutine? What's on the go? Oh, man. I think we'd, we'd love to get some poutine in Canada. Kyle, Kyle could probably tell you about some poutine adventures in Canada. Oh, yeah. I spent a semester in Montreal, so uh, I'm, I'm hankering for some. Uh, it just comes down to routing and logistics and us generally being fools. So you can you can blame us. We'll fall on the sword for that one. But we I think the guys only got their passports up to date just recently and Oh, okay. I think we, we so don't we haven't secured guys. like work visas or anything. So we don't we don't know what we're doing. You know, it's yeah. just we can go across state lines without any logistics whatsoever. So we just like to keep it simple so we don't have to no, think that, too hard, you know? That's fair. I always come I always make the joke to people, like especially USX when there's no Canadian dates. I'm just like, you guys, you guys hate us up here. What did we do to you guys? It's just like, no, we don't hate you. It's just like we just don't think about you enough. I'm like, Ale, okay, at least you're honest. At least you're honest because it's like lonely Canada up here. Like I, I think it's interesting because I know Christmas is around the corner and I was a big fan of like the Santa Claus movies. I know in like Santa Claus three, they make a reference because Martin Short's in it, who's Canadian. And they're like, they don't want them to know it's the North pole. So they like kind of put the parents to sleep and tell them that they went to Canada. And I'm like, Oh, like nicely done Disney just offend a whole country by saying, Hey, it's always cold in Canada. I'm like, all right, if you're in Edmonton, Sure, but or Winnipeg, but come on, there are places in Canada that's okay. No, they're they're right. They're probably right. It's always cold, but I don't know. I think it's interesting because even now with like the new Disney movie that they come out, they're like, yeah, it's like some of this was shot in Canada. No shit, you're in California. Do you think you're getting winter? Jesus, like I don't know. I, I watched the first one as a kid, and I know that they have a Denny's. And then I looked up recently, it's like. Yeah, I was filmed in Scarborough. I'm like, of course it was, because you probably filmed it in October and you were in LA and there's no snow, so why not come up to Toronto? I don't know. I, I feel like your your cop out for me for this is just, hey, it's too cold in Canada. We'll come in the summer. I'm like, there you go. Fair enough. Only That's July. It. That's the plan. Oh, oh yeah, only July. That's fine. That's cool. And then of course, if you want to make it very like Canadian or very like so like you're a big time act, just go to Toronto and Vancouver. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. 
4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I want to I want to ask you guys a little bit of a fun question here, but I know pre-pandemic, it was kind of hard to kind of generate stuff, of course, on social media, on your own music type, because there is like a fan base out there that wants to hear from you guys, but there's also that kind of inner monologue where it's like, feel the room. Like, we're in a pandemic. I don't want to see a guy on TV like, I know you're all losing your jobs and you're worried, but I got a new CD coming out. So if you could like pay $5 for my new single, it's like, shut up, Steve. I don't care. But you guys went into like the streaming aspect in that point and like really became super, I guess, popular. Like, listen, I'm not a stats guy, but I read that it's like it led to 250% increase in numbers on like Apple and Spotify. If someone told me one day without any context, man, I got 250 size bigger, I'd be like, holy fuck, are you a giant now? Like, I thought the biggest you could get is like, I'm 100% okay. If someone's like, I'm 250% okay, I'm like, no, you're on drugs. But like, Tell me a little bit about like the streaming aspect. Was it something like that you always were kind of gathered into or was it more or less a necessity? That was an, that was kind of a response to us, like uh, not having any other options. So we had like a whole U S tour planned um, for 2020 and we lost all of it, like immediately as everyone else did. Yeah. Well, that sucks. What can we do instead? And we're like, everyone else is on the internet. Let's be on the internet. And we were a semi-online man before that. And what we mean by that is we had all the platforms. Not that we would like post there all that frequently. But that really changed the way that we thought about social media. As in, we can use this to find new people rather than just connect with an existing audience. So the first example of that was when we had started live streaming on reddit we actually initially created a a, a really complicated like live stream setup so we could live stream on instagram we quickly realized that when you live stream on instagram it only sends you out to like the same hundred people every time but when you live stream on other apps like tiktok or at the time reddit it sends you out to new people so we would be live streaming on reddit for sometimes up to 300,000 400,000 people that was a brand new experience for us we had never we had never like had any social media video get more than like 10,000 views ever. So when that happened, we were like, Oh my God, we need to be doing this all the time. And that's kind of what led to that initial like burst of, Oh wow. Lots of, lots of people like this. This is cool. We could do this. Like this is real. Eventually it moved to TikTok. We just kind of decided to start posting videos there. We went like three months of posting videos on TikTok with absolutely no luck. Posted like 90 or 100 videos. None of them got any views. Took a long break for like six months or something like that. And then we were like, hey, everyone's on TikTok. We should get back on TikTok. 
So we posted this new style of video, this like Omegle reaction style video where we would like play a song for a random stranger online. And people really like those. They, they seem to connect really well with people. So that's kind of what initially got us started on TikTok. Then we started live streaming there as well. And that's kind of what led to, that's really what led to like the really big burst in like uh, streaming numbers and followers. Gave us the ability to actually tour um, okay. to the fan base because we were probably prematurely touring before. So we'd go out and play, but, you know, we, maybe at most we'd have 20 people in the room. Um, whereas like now the rooms are full. It was a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit about how the name came about, because to me, like, I know I'm a kind of a radio guy. I've got like a radio degree somewhere, definitely getting its use. But sub radio to me, when, when I hear the name, it's like, man, it just sounds like they're basically saying, yeah, sometimes you hear us on radio, we're subpar, we're mid, we're mid. But like, tell me a little bit more, because I know that there's more to it than that. If you tell me that's your story, I'm going to be like, you liars. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could answer this uh, truthfully. Um, so we couldn't think of a name. So we grabbed a Best Buy ad and we threw it on the table and we started pointing with our eyes closed uh, at different letters and words and came up with uh, a three-word thing that had sub and radio in it. And eventually one of the words got axed out and we just became sub radio. That was basically how it happened. I mean, it was essentially, can we think of a cool band name? Nope. So what if we just tried pointing at random things in the sky? And that's kind of how it happened. We had thought about naming it after the street that we played on, then thought that was too lame. What was the other, some of the other ones were, we, we almost named ourselves Fall Streak, uh, okay. Flow yeah. State. There are a couple others, but I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's funny. We were, yeah, so we had our, our weird three uh, three word name when we were like kind of bumming around in high school and college and whatnot. And then in 2016, we were like, oh, let's like be a real band and like change the name and put out like good music and go on tours. And we were like, what should we call the band? And we had like a, weeks of brainstorming sessions about like trying to think of a good band name. And it like we couldn't beat the Best Buy words, you know, like the Best yeah. Buy words was good. So <laughs> sub radio was uh, the we no, couldn't no, beat I it. Mean, I mean, it's trendy. Like I, I think of like certain bands that you're just kind of interested to know how they come up with names like all time low. Like, listen, I went through that whole phase when I was in high school. I wasn't completely emo, but I like the punk scene. And I remember listening to all time low and I was just still like, man, this band gets me. And now when I'm like 30 listening to it, I'm like, all right, they still kind of get me, but like I don't even know what they're like really talking about here. I don't know, like Blink One Eight Two. I heard used to be called Blink, and then someone tried to sue them, so they just added the One Eight Two. I'm like, there's more to that story than just adding the One Eight Two. And someday Tom will reveal it if the aliens don't take him. I'm just a kind of a nerd when it comes to names because, again, going back to when I wanted to start a band but realized I needed friends, I was like, man, what about if I just called myself Sophomore Year? Because all like the emoish bands were like, you know, like from first to last. I don't know, like, there's there's other ones that I'm just blanking on now, but I'm like, man, like, they just sound like a cool, edgy name, and then you go and listen to them, you're like, yeah, that's what I expected, so, I don't know, it would have been just me up there, like, sophomore year, they'd be like, this guy sucks, he's worse than Al City, I'm like, hey, Al City's cool, and it's like, yeah, he is, but you suck, I'm like, alright, fair, what do you learn in sophomore year? Fuck all, so it would have made sense. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you, too, a little bit of a fun aspect, kind of the, I guess, close it a little bit out here, but do you guys want to play a game of random questions? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Mess around. Okay. 
So, yeah, yeah. Let's let's see what we got. Uh, the first random question. I'm just gonna let it generate here. What is your biggest fear? Kyle's got one. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not a fan of heights, and not just like extreme heights, but like I don't like being more than like four or five feet off the ground. Like I don't climb ladders to the top. I go like halfway up. You know, like that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Uh, That's fair. I, I'd be worried. I'd be worried if we're just out in public and it's just like, all right, Kyle, we just got to go up this little bit of hill and you'd be like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, no. And I'd be like, Kyle, it's okay. We're like, we're all here just in case you fall. It's like, no, it's not that. It's the fact that we have to go up a hill. I'd be like, yeah. okay, Kyle, fair. <laughs> fair enough. I'm going to have to say unexpected bugs in places they shouldn't be. Um, That's legit. That's not that I'm afraid of them, but they just give me a good old spook for the first uh, two seconds. They don't have any personal boundaries. They don't have a sense no. of your space. No, yeah. they're just like I'm gonna I'm gonna hide in your pants that are folded there, and I'm gonna yeah, pick it oh, up. Wow. Okay, your yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, going off that, so this door behind here is like its own little like wood shop, and it's mostly clean. And we just moved into this kind of place, but I remember walking in one time at uh, like maybe two nights ago because I was just looking for like a pizza pocket or something, and I walked on a slug, and I swear I swear it just kind of went all through my body. That was just like, ah, uh, it's like now that I don't know why it's just, I have a weird mind. I'm just like, great. Now the slug is inside me. It's like, but you threw it out. It's like, it's not there anymore. But it's like, yeah, but I know, but it's the fact that my bare foot touched the slug. And he's like, who do you think is more upset? You or the slug? I'm like, the slug's probably equally as upset going back to me. Like, man, it was just a normal day for me. And someone's ugly foot stepped all over me. God, <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. fair. Mike, what do you think your worst or, or like your biggest fear is? Oh, I don't know. That's a really hard question for me. Uh, I don't have like like commitment a, to an answer. That is your biggest. Maybe fear. Uh, honestly, like I don't have like a single like irrational fear that I can point to. That it's just like ooh, that thing I hate. I mean, I I have a few things that like distorted human faces. Like, have you ever seen those like? Yeah, I don't like weird horror film. Like when they yeah. Okay. Um, but in terms of like realistic things, I don't know, probably like climate change. <laughs> okay. Like okay. my biggest fear is like, yeah, the world. General impending doom. Internalized <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. yeah. That, that, you know, impending doom is like yeah. my worst fear. <laughs> I mean, man, like my worst fear is pretty much I don't like heights, but I also fear that I know it's a little bit too deep, but I also fear that people only fake like me like you know like you go and have like friends for like 20 years and then one day they're just like yeah like we didn't really like you at all i'm like man that's such a commitment to somebody 20 years of faking it i'm like damn you guys are committed are you guys actors they're like no we just can you just fucking leave now i'd be like i'm okay sure but wow that's that's a little that. bit harsh that's yeah. harsh but, i get that know, yeah. I feel like it's like a university or college thing. Like, I, I'm sorry, but if there's kids out there now that's like when they come out of university or college and they're like, man, I thought we were best friends. I'm like, no, just be glad that they're not your friend anymore because don't waste three or four years of like knowing someone for university and college only to try to force a friendship that's not there. Like, I'm not mean. I get it. But there's definitely what you call in life. You have childhood friends, university friends, and then lifelong friends, whatever. Like, it doesn't mean that you weren't friends at that point in university. It just means that somewhere along the way, you grew up where you're like, fuck, you're going back to Calgary? Have fun out there in the winter. <sighs> like, no one's going to travel out there for a concert anytime soon, boys. And they're just they're like, shut up. We have snow. I'm like, you can keep your goddamn snow. I don't care about your snow. Um, very Canadian references. 
Do you remember the first album you ever bought? Yep. It was uh, American Idiot by Green Day. Solid, solid. A classic. That was uh, one of the ones I was gifted early on when I first got my CD player. But uh, the first one I bought with my own money was from a library, and it was ACDC's High Voltage. Okay. That's, uh, that's nice. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Yeah, I think... And Mike, Mike's definitely going to be like, I didn't get one. It was climate change. <laughs> <laughs> the world burned up before I could buy that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think mine was uh, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Okay, nice. Yeah. I think the first one that I can remember ever having... Now, I know I was gifted ones at Christmas. Like, my mom uh, seen me watch an Ashley Simpson music video one time, and she's like, oh, Brian definitely loves Ashley Simpson. It's like... Yeah, secretly, but not openly, where I open it, and then I have friends over. They're like, oh, Ashley Simpson CD, you're a loser. I'm like, shut up. She's pretty good. But not in front of people. Like, come on, leave it alone. But I think the first one I got was, like, Black and Blue, I think, from, like, Backstreet Boys. And I'll own up I'll own up to that because there's kids my age now that are like, yeah, I totally had a Black and Blue CD, and I just didn't want to admit to you. I'm like, I fucking knew that. I seen it in your closet. You just thought you were cool. You're not cool. Yeah, And I rocked out to Bye Bye Bye, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. So this random one says, do you remember the first time that you ever, uh, let's see if it reads it right. Yeah, the first time you ever got a good chirp. Like if you're like ever, it doesn't have to be band related. It could be like one that, you know, you got insulted and you're kind of mad, but you're like still like, all right, that was pretty good. Someone, one time when we were on Reddit, someone, uh, I don't know if this wasn't directed directly at me, but someone called us uh, mild disruption at the rec center instead of panic at the disco. <laughs> okay. I thought was fabulous and also took a second to interpret, but amazing. People are like, I, I get it. People are like panicking at the disco and they're like, okay, we're not really panicking at the disco. It's like someone just had a mild disruption. It's like at, okay. at the rec center. Yeah. yeah at, at the rec center. It's like falling happening in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've had lots of really good roasts on Reddit. <laughs> Basically, like, you know, budget comparisons to other acts, like, um, I don't know, Dollar Store, Fall Out Boy. Like, <laughs> uh, those are, like, yeah, those are probably my favorite, the ones that we got, like, while we were streaming on Reddit. Those are hilarious. <laughs> I feel like you should turn that into, like, a segment, you know, when we're talking about, like, trending things on social media. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, like, when you make fun of yourself, That'd be something interesting to do, like do a live stream or something and be like, all right, guys, here's like the top 10 best chirps we ever received. And then there'll be people that will come to your defense. And then, of course, it's worth social media. You probably have like an egg that says, totally understand why that person chirped you like that. You're like, shut up, egg. Yeah. That's a, that's a hilarious uh, social media video, by the way. Yeah. yeah that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm writing, do it. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. You just, just be like, we were on Topa tonight. Give me a plug. You know, at least then that certifies at least 10 people come over my way and just be like i'm here for sub radio but they mentioned tobe tonight and i want to know who the fuck that guy is and then they'll come over and they'll be like all right i've seen who he is he's an idiot i'm going back over to sub radio hello i'm wendy mesley there you are a lot of people have wondered what happened to you i could say the same about you maureen holloway well here we are a few years after we left our previous jobs we've been busy we have a podcast. I know, you're thinking, who doesn't? But ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors, activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden. 
Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn, Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. We are almost at the Christmas season, so this one actually works really well. Do you remember the worst gift you ever received? And if you say it's the email to this podcast, I'll be like, man, that's, that's hurtful. I got broken up with once on uh, uh, December 26th. So if you count that as uh, oh, Christmas, that's, a, that's yeah. a pretty bad gift. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a gift that never stops giving. Just remind that's you true. every year. <laughs> that's true. I'm trying to think. Cause I, I usually like, if I get a gift, I'm usually, I don't know. I've, I can't think of any like physical item. No, no. You know what? I, I'll, I'll go. And then while you guys think, so like every year when I was smaller until I got uh, big enough to afford buying my own video games i used to get a video game at christmas so i used to get like nhl 2002 2003 now most of the times it would go to my older brother and then we'd play it together but like when he got older it became kind of mine it kind of became my tradition to get the nhl game so i have two older brothers the oldest brother one year who's super into wayne gretzky it was like the year i can remember because it was like 1999 so i'm eight and he's like, yeah, I got you that NHL game. I'm like, oh, cool. Can I open it before Christmas? Because you open certain gifts on Christmas Eve. And he's like, totally. I was like, cool. So I thought it was the NHL game. I was like, great. I'm going to get a few hours ahead of time because most times I open it on the 25th. No. He gives me like Wayne Gretzky's 1999 sports, which is like a, just a ripoff of like an NHL game. He's like, super cool, right? I'm just I like, love that game so yeah. much. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> I have Wayne my, Gretzky's 3D hockey. Oh my yeah. god! But like in my defense, I'm just so like, man, like I've never played this game. I'm so used to the NHL controls. What are you doing? And then when I played it, I was just still like, all right, this is like some ESPN fucking bullshit here. And then I don't get like the color commentary that I like. And then he's just like, super cool though, right? I'm just like, you bought this for yourself. Just be honest. And he's like, I don't play video games. I'm like, no, but you like Gretzky. And if I don't like it, you'll just say like, you'll take it and just put it up on a display. And he's like, man, you're like a shitty brother. You don't like my gift. I was just like, no, you're a shitty brother. You gave me a bad gift. (laughs) 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 But like in, in the, in his defense, I'm nine. I don't understand the perspective of, you know, like, Hey, he probably went out and got this nice gift and thought like, Hey, I'm giving him an NHL game. He's going to get the other NHL game anyway. So he's going to have two to choose from, but you know, he's probably, what, like 20, 21 at the time. I remember when I was 20, 21, really couldn't get a lot of things. And games at that point were probably 50 or $60. So, I don't know. When, listen, I'm not going to say it to him face-to-face. I'll wait till he's dead and he's like graveyard. And I'll be like, I really do appreciate that NHL game. I know you can't hear me, but when we get to, when I get to heaven or wherever we're fucking going, I'll tell you it did. And then that's when he'll like grab me by the throat and be like, I'm not dead. And then people will be scared. Some WWE bullshit there that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know about the worst gift ever kind of i don't know kind of similar to matt uh you know we've all had stories where you know you get a breakup or whatnot and i got a i got a gift from an ex that i was and I'll, i won't go into what it is it was basically just like a little trinket but we had split like over like over the holidays and she still got me a gift and I got the gift and I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Like, I mean, I don't really know what to do with this because like we're not really doing this anymore. So 
the implication is a little strange. <laughs> I guess that's the thing that like was, yeah, a little unfortunate, but I mean, I don't have any hard feelings or anything, but I was like, why, why the fuck would you have hard feelings? She gave you a gift. I know. Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's probably like, she probably has like a anti sub radio group right now on Facebook. Right. And she's like the admin to that group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Kyle? Uh, well, I was trying to think of like a specific gift that I'd consider a bad gift and like anything that you may not be super into at the time that I can always kind of see where they were coming from and like why they would, or it was just like, a misunderstanding like a game that was like for a different system or something like that yeah and then i remembered a tradition that my dad and his brother have uh and it's the tradition of giving bad gifts not for the kid but for uh your brother so like my uncle would get me the loudest most annoying messy gifts like nerf guns and like crap that makes like laser sound effects and I was like, I'm absolutely going to do that for like my nieces and nephews. Like that is a perfect evil thing to just keep going. What a wonderful tradition. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's when one day you get a call and be like, thanks. That's yeah. a lot. And you're just still like, you're welcome, man. It's like, I, I, when you tell me that story, it just reminds me of like, cause I'm big on like watching like Christmas TV episodes. It just reminds me of like the friends episode where I think it's like Phoebe wants Rachel to move back in with her, but she doesn't really want to say it. So she buys Joey a drum set. And then it's like at the very end of the episode, it's just pretty much like, man, you should have just bought him a fish. You know how much fish freak me out? And I'm just like, you guys are friends for like nine years and you don't know what freaks each other out. Like, come on, how close of friends are you? We've been like number one on my list. All right. You don't like fish, but I get it. It's the TV world. They don't want to be like, yeah, I got her a fish. Now she moved back in episode done. Yeah. Cool. I want to ask. So the other one that they have here, so we'll do one more. Do you remember the first concert you ever went to see? And did you enjoy it? Uh, first concert I ever saw was, uh, well, excluding things when I was like super young. Like the first one that I specifically chose to go to was, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, was uh, Coldplay. And it was on their Viva La Vida tour. Nice. Um, okay. And I had a great time. John's mom took us. Oh, okay. I've only recently kind of gotten to Coldplay and I, I kind of feel sad about that because there are bands that later in life I'll get into. Like Third Eye Blind, I used to see them come on much music and I'm like, you're not the Backstreet Boys or Sync, click. And then years later, I'm like, you know what? I kind of do relate to this music. I'm a little <laughs> bit of a shitbag because I didn't like listen to it when I'm younger. And the Coldplay is like one that I think, I, really when I felt like depressed, I should have been more into Coldplay. Sorry, Coldplay. But I wasn't. I only got into it like the last year and a half. But to his defense, it's not that I got into Coldplay for like the lead singer of the song. I seen clips on like TikTok and I guess Instagram where he was on SNL and he like takes Andrew Garfield and tries to like make out with him because that's like everyone expects it to be Emma Stone he makes out within this scene from SNL. And I just thought he was like really good at like comedy and I was just like, all right, you sold me on your comedy and somehow that convinced me to listen to music. It's not even like, hey. It's like, I'm always a good musician. This is just something that I'm good at on the side. I'm like, no, you're a good comedian first. Now I'll check out your music. I like that, though. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if I ever have him out, I'll be like, listen, I liked your comedy first. He'd be like, I'd be like, wait, where, are you, where were you going? Why are you? Oh, he laughed. Okay. <laughs> uh, my first concert was Aretha Franklin. Oh, wow. Okay. Sick. Yeah, it was sick. 
it was uh it was with my fam uh and we saw her and her band at a big amphitheater in the area and uh it was awesome it was super hype and i think with the exception of like bar bands and the school talent show it was probably me and my friends got tickets to see rush in like freshman year of high school that was a lot of fun okay. it's a great time yeah that's fair i i think like my first one that I can remember that I, that I chose, I went to see Garth Brooks in Ottawa and I like Garth Brooks and it was a good concert. Now, you know what I think is really like, I guess odd sometimes with these concerts, but I guess like, I don't know how much input like acts have on this, but you know, when they do the round stage and then it's like, they're performing, like if you're watching on TV, it's great. It's awesome. You see every angle, but like when you're there and sometimes you don't think that way, it's like he sings half of it to me and then the half to the other side. And I'm just like, I don't fucking pay to see your ass, Garth. Like, turn around. And he's just like, dude, I sang an hour for you. And I'm like, oh, right. And the other crowd didn't see you for an hour. That's got to be so deflating. Where it's just they're like, all right, your favorite song comes on and you just see the back of him. Now, of course, they have TVs and monitors that you can look at. But I'm like, it's not the same. It's not the yeah. same, man. They need to put the whole stage on a Lazy Susan and it just spins at like one RPM so everybody gets a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Even, you know what? Even to me, if I was like a, an artist, like that's why, that that's the real reason why sophomore year never like went off because if you did that to me, it'd just be like puking all over the place and they'd be like, man, every time I go to see these concerts, you never get through. I'm like, stop putting me on this Lazy Susan, Susan. <laughs> stop it. Do you guys mind having a, another really quick game? Yeah. All right, sure. So this this one's a little bit more of like how to break up a band. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> like, uh, we're gonna have a game of like basically like who in the band does this or who's the most likely to do this kind of stuff. I think it's kind of interesting. Sometimes a band at the end of it will just be like, "I can't believe you voted me." What does that mean? I'd be like, "Shut up, Mike. It's okay. It's not global warming." Like, God. Uh, uh, so I guess the first one here is like, who do you think is most likely to sleep in on a concert day? Have they been drinking the night before? Uh, sure. Why not? Because then you're then you're just basically saying one of your one of your teammates here is an alcoholic. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's some of us who are more likely to sleep if they've been drinking. And yeah, that's that's not. true. That's true. Um, but uh, the answer sub alcohol would probably be me. Okay. And my answer with alcohol would be Adam or Kyle. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> we haven't missed a show yet so yeah. yeah that's fair that's fair who is most likely in your band to ditch you or ditch the rest of you last minute because some girl thought that they were cool and wanted a date Ooh, uh no one yeah. <laughs> really we oh, are all i don't all buy in that relationships we are all in relationships yeah. and none of us do that yeah <laughs> what about really what about if your girlfriend or like spouse or whatever called you up and was like dude like oh if well, you're a significant other and then like yeah. any i don't know we, we would all be equally likely and we would all be like yeah your girlfriend is here like go well, I, I was gonna yeah. say adam's out, out on a date with his wife right now so yeah yeah, yeah. so i guess adam yeah his wife, yeah. Uh, his wife. Yeah, just his wife. Adam real quickly yeah <laughs> yeah we phone we'll, we'll facetime adam and be like listen we asked a question you were voted and he'd be like oh man was it who's the smelliest i'm like no but thanks for the details uh, I mean, uh, just, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd just be like they just said which one of you would cop out to go see their spouse, and be like, "Oh yeah, definitely me." It's like, okay, give me some more, give me some more ribs. I'm like, okay, peace out, man. Fun chatting. 
All right. So which one of you, I know you're still with all your spouses, but which one of you is more likely to go Adam Levine on social media, which is like just hitting up models and saying they got hot bodies, even though you're married. Oh man. That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Who's the basically in, in, in a weird, in a weird way. It's like, who's the, who's the biggest creeper in the group? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We've got pretty, we got a lot of squares. I don't know if we have any yeah. creepers really. Yeah. Okay. Add me to sub radio and I will play that role for you. But then, like, he's not married, so he's technically not doing anything wrong. And it's just like, okay, fair. No, nothing to write about here. Yeah, if we're we're all nerds, like none of us have any game, like none of us like <laughs> do that really. Like none of us go out on the town to the bars and like, you know, yeah, hit on know. girls at the club. Like none of us do that. Uh, okay. Yeah, none of us have ever really done that. So so yeah. are you saying that when I go to a sub radio concert, it's just all dudes? Is that what you're trying to uh, say? I'm here? saying it's very safe. Okay. <laughs> it's very everyone is very very safe in a sub radio show okay that's fair because yeah. i i would just walk into a room and be like all right we're going to a concert tonight let's see if we can pick up some hey yeah what, what kind of concert am i going into here but no that's fair <laughs> which one has like the worst taste in music when it comes to like car trips or on bus rides where you're just like dude i i can't i have to go somewhere else it's it's me uh because everybody else in the band usually agrees on like 50 percent of their tastes but okay. when i joined the band i just had like stuff from out of left field compared to what everybody else was listening okay. to so like i'm trying to work on exposure therapy for the other guys <laughs> whenever i'm driving i put on albums i like and most of the guys just put in their own headphones and ignore me. So oh, Mike loves when Kyle puts exclusively ACDC on it's his oh, favorite. That's his, his favorite time. Well, I just love when Kyle puts on all the poop music. <laughs> that's, that's not taste in music. That's smelling music. And that's different. favorite albums. It's just a guy going, have you checked your That's good. That's art. I will say Kyle has the most educational music in the van. Okay. That's fair. I have I've I've discovered more of Kyle's songs than I've discovered of anyone else. For most for most uh, other people in the band, I've probably heard like the artist or the song. I discover yeah. a lot of stuff from Kyle that I like would never have heard of and I think I probably have the most music that I've saved is probably Kyle's. Okay. Again, it's coming from uh, nowhere. It's usually old, and Mike doesn't uh, listen to things from before, like what would you say, like 1996? 1995, yeah. Yeah. That literally brings more perspective to your song, 1990-something. Now I get it. It's, it's just for Mike. It's just for Mike. Exactly. Now, now it yeah. makes sense. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Sub Radio for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. 
Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.